keeps it real. <laughs> Speaking of keeping it real, gentlemen, we're live. We are. Oh, okay. We're back at it. Not really yeah. live, but we're recording. Uh, here's a quick cheers to recording again, Jen. Salud. Welcome back. Quick. Kicking, kicking off 2019. Yes, sir. 2019. And what are we kicking it off with? What are you drinking, Justin? Juan, our gracious host, was kind enough to give me Mission Brewery's Cali Creamin. Oh. It's a really delicious beer. Like it's a, it's nice because nobody, nobody expects the vanilla taste. No, it's like, like I was telling you, it's like someone made cream soda and then just took out all the sugar <laughs> and added some alcohol. So it's great. It's good. It's good. It's, it's great. <laughs> Sounds like a great combination. Uh, Nate, what, uh, what did you bring? You brought what I'm drinking. So I brought Lead Slinger's Whiskey, brought to us by the gentleman at Article 15. And... Um, yeah, they're they're former. Well, most of them are former Army Rangers. There's uh, an Air and that's Force. Article 15 clothing, right? Yeah, or... so it's Article 15 clothing, but they also they do so much more. But they the same guys own Lead Slingers and um, a couple other companies. But it's a it's a veteran it's a veteran run company, and they make this fabulous whiskey. Damn good whiskey. So um, and also my buddy Rocco Vincent Rocco Vargas is a co-owner in the company cool oh wow so that's exciting yeah we gotta, we gotta get him on the show sometime then i know right we have to good 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 dude that's uh that's something i'm pretty excited about that we're gonna that we're gonna do the schedule for our campouts and for our podcasts uh one big thing that we're starting this year off is with a little bit more structure for the organization so i'm looking forward to seeing who we can bring on board um nice. we already have i think two months lined out for uh for some guests that you guys will see on the podcast um me and nate will talk a little bit more over that so so yeah i'm excited to see what our listeners uh think and what they contribute all right so people are used to hearing my voice people are used to hearing Ah. everyone's favorite (laughs) funny man marine justin but uh this is the first time they've heard your voice yeah this is my this is my second time being on a podcast first time being on it with uh tba uh so tell us who you are and uh yeah, your so, backstory. Uh, so my name is Juan Ortiz. Uh, in a nutshell, I was born in Colombia. I was raised in Worcester, Massachusetts, uh, and I came out to San Diego thanks to the Marines. Awesome, awesome air travel packages that they set up for me. Uh, and <laughs> nice. and I decided to stay. I didn't want to go back home. Um, I liked the California weather, and I decided to stay. And here's where I found a very loving, welcoming community of of veterans, of entrepreneurs, of like-minded folks that are out there doing things so so that brings me here uh and as far as what i do i'm the director of development for triple b adventures uh that's a very big word for saying i'm your party planner um i'm in charge of making sure the campouts happen on a monthly schedule uh any other events that we kind of have lined up i i try to have a hand in um yeah just just little things here and there for the organization very cool but you're much more than that i mean you're so multifaceted. It's it's awesome. So so tell the people like what else you do. Like how you how you're able to pay rent, right? Pay rent, <laughs> live in this beautiful city that we know as sunny San Diego, which can be expensive. So I I pay rent uh, through the hustle. I'm an entrepreneur of sorts. Right now oh, I'm yeah. working in with a company called Persetto, and they have these really cool purse slash coat racks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so like if you if you're out with your ladies or you know if your your girlfriend's out, chances are she's gonna put her purse on the floor. She doesn't want to do that. She doesn't want her purse on the floor. It's money on the door. They say. Um, so it's this purse rack that charges your phone and lets you hang on to your items like that. So I'm doing uh, marketing and sales for that company, and then I also work with a few other nonprofits, uh, doing work for them, trying to find sponsorships, and my mainstay. Um, the one thing I count on throughout the whole year is the Mac and Cheese Festival. That's the the big event that I plan throughout the year. Very cool. It's fun. It's fun. I was pretty happy that uh, last year uh, a few of our members from Triple V were able to go, and uh, hopefully this year a new set of friends will be able to come and check it out and cheese out. Right. All right. So you had talked about um, you had you had given a, a little brief introduction, talking about you know setting up a schedule and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you want to give the listeners like a little, a little taste of what maybe this month or next month might, yeah, might entail. Absolutely. Um, 
we have a very busy month coming up for uh, January and February. January, I mean, we're kind of at the tail end of it, but uh, we're going to have a volunteer appreciation event this Saturday. That one's pretty big to me because it's for all the people that volunteered on the Silkies hike that we had in October. Yeah. Uh, we haven't talked about the Silkies hike. Have we? That'll be another no. episode. All right. Well, um, we, we talked. There was a few things. We, we did a little bit on uh, some of the episodes, but not after, not right. during or after. Yeah. I think uh, next year and upcoming events, I think we need to do some of this audio recording. Yeah, I was I was actually just talking to one of our possible future guests about that, um, doing some live recordings during some of the events that we're going to. Um, so there's that. There's a volunteer thank you. That's going to be Saturday, January 19th. Um, after that, we're going to have a barn raising up in Pine Valley. Uh, there's a lady by the name of Nika that has helped us out, and we've helped her out. So we're going to go back up to the mountain and do a little work around her property. Um and that's it for January. Then coming into February, February is hot and heavy. Uh, we're going to start with a fundraiser on February 2nd, and that's a really cool fundraiser because you have the chance to win uh, an AR, a tomahawk. Uh, there's a, a duck call. Well, I think it's like an all-hunting call. It's, it's pretty neat by the, uh, the folks over at Fox Pro. Um, so we have that fundraising event. We have the North County Veteran Stand Down, which Matt Foster was one of our guests last year. Um, so we're going to be participating in that as well, and that'll be February 8th through the 10th. It's like a weekend-long event. So if you're a veteran, if you have issues that are unresolved with the VA, if you need a dental checkup, if you need somebody to talk to, we highly suggest you come out there because it's 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 like a triage for you to get in and try to get help for all the things that you haven't been able to, but they're all provided there for you in one spot. Um, so that'll be the North County Veteran Stand Down. Uh, and then what I'm happy about or happier about, uh, the next two events that we have coming up are core to, to our group, to what we do. Uh, we have a turkey tune-up, a hunting trip on uh, February 23rd, and then the 24th, we have a pheasant hunt. Um, and those are actually being led by Justin, I believe. Yes. So, so yeah. Um, I'm just happy that we're, we're getting back into that outdoor schedule and that we're looking to the long term of it so that way we're not just thinking hey what are we going to do next month no we know what we're going to do next month we know what we're going to do the month after that and after that um so i'm pretty stoked for that and by the way for the listeners if you have any suggestions on events on what you would like to see what you want us to talk about uh where you want us to go out camping hunting hiking fishing doing our thing reach out let uh nate myself know reach out to the podcast or on social media and and we'll do uh what we can do to get you out there and if you guys can hear, that's a plane going overhead. So <laughs> for those of you that are out of state, there's constant flights into San Diego, and there's always here. There's always someone here that you can stay with. So for all Absolutely. my friends out of state, you gotta come. You gotta come visit. It's crazy when you're flying into San Diego because you fly in between all the buildings, and you're like, "Is this about to be? <laughs> this about to be nine eleven too? You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're thinking you're gonna crash, and then you just land right in the middle of it all." So, yeah, lots of air traffic everywhere around San Diego County. And then what's trippy, too, yeah, what's trippy is when, uh, I think it's when we have Santa Ana's, they reverse the flight pattern. So you actually come in through the ocean. That I didn't know, wow. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's, it's wild. I haven't had a chance to fly in. (laughs) I have a a buddy that lives in Little Italy, and he was telling me how it's, it's not even that much of a problem for him because obviously he learned how to tune it out. But the the city put forth uh, an ordinance so that everybody could get soundproof windows, just because you know huh. they were by the airport. So everybody got you know Neat. new double paned high speed low drag windows just because you know they're there. That's yeah. awesome. Wow. I, I would be grateful for that for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I went to school. Thousand dollars uh, of value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to school in Point Loma, both high school and college. But I remember the high school is directly in the flight path. And uh, they were saying, like, we lost, like, a month's worth of school because of every day during class the, the teachers would have to stop. Oh, so, like, know. put together all that time would be a month worth of yeah, quiet and wait? It. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, crazy. So you went to boot camp on the East Coast, right? Correct. Being from at- so I went to boot camp over here on the West Coast, being from California. And one thing they always had us do, because MCRD borders the airport. Is way And all that traffic. No, no, no. We would, 
we would knife hand it and scream <laughs> until the planes went by and the instructor could keep talking. So you just have a bunch of crews going, ah! <laughs> and That's then they, so they'd get funny. mad if you if you didn't scream. I miss I miss all that stupid stuff that you do in boot camp. Yeah. Yeah, it always cool. had a purpose, and maybe maybe even that had a purpose. Who knows? Right, right before you on. said that, I took a big drink of whiskey. <laughs> I almost spit on my whiskey. <laughs> You're doing the knife hand. Ah! <laughs> it's pretty cool because we're actually we're. I think everybody is about two drinks into it while we were uh, setting up the the equipment in the podcast. So I like this. Everybody, everybody's loose for yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get get a little alcohol. Start feeling a little loose, and let, let the vibes just kind of flow. <laughs> That's how we roll. On the Triple B podcast, yeah, it Here's took where a little while. Music comes in on the intermission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took a little while for us to to get into it because we had some technical difficulties. So, if there's any audio engineers that want to help us out, you know, give us a shout, give us a holler. Definitely Please. need some help. <laughs> you'll you'll be not only a great help, but you'll probably find yourself on an episode. So, and we'll reward you with beer and whiskey. Yup, yup, and maybe courtesy reach rounds. <laughs> Depends on the, how, how much how helpful they are. <laughs> right, it's a tier system. Speaking of uh, speaking of reach arounds, um, oh, interesting tug subject, but but different tone. <laughs> tug subject. Um, I thought it'd be cool to to remind everybody that the the dark period, the dark time, so to say, for for some of our veterans and our loved ones out there, is still very real and present. So if if there's somebody that you haven't reached out to or if there's somebody that you know is acting a little funky or maybe they're not as cheerful or chipper as you remember them, uh, reach out. Say hi. This whole – I feel like the whole Thanksgiving through Valentine's Day, um, for those that you know don't have direct family or don't have that many friends in the area, it's like the ugh, time of the year. So, right. And then there's also you know – the seasonal effect of depression. Yes. I mean, it's yes. it's a real thing. That ties into it's it. It's cold. Yes. It's wet. You know, it's rainy. It's, it's easier dark. for you to just stay in bed. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't. Get out. Call a buddy. Text somebody. Yeah. Say, hey, fucker, what are you doing? Like, even if you're dying on the top of a mountain with a buddy, that's still better. That's still more fun than sitting in in the basement of your home. I always you like know. to think there's uh, there's camaraderie and misery. Yeah, it's like actually if somebody's sharing the shit with you. Then hey, at least you know they're there with you. I'm I'm speaking from experience. I don't I'm about know if to you say guys... this sounds like a personal experience because I saw your <laughs> Facebook updates with yeah. Dustin. Yeah, I'm speaking from uh, last weekend's experience. Dustin and I were completely unprepared. Oh, he, your guys' camping trip, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't just a camping hiking trip. It was a survival like, expedition. It, it truly was. <laughs> he told me, and I took his word. He's he's of, a good guy, the good buddy. Yeah, he told me he's oh, it's gonna be point three inches of snow. I'm like, oh, that's nothing. That's that's a dusting. So and then uh, Charlie Danger's like sending us this stuff. Oh, it's gonna snow. I'm like, yeah, I'm not worried. Warning, Dustin says point three, but really we got like three feet. <laughs> oh, of snow. So you and guys couldn't even get it out of your tent. I'm imagining. No. So what happened was we started hiking up the mountain, and. Um, and where was this again, by the way? San Jacinto Mountain. San Jacinto Mountain. It's uh, like north and east of Temecula. Yeah, Surprisingly, San, they San get Diego snow County. and below zero temperatures, hmm. especially up in the elevations. Hmm. So Dustin and I were hiking, and all of a sudden it started snowing. We're like, oh, this is nice. This is awesome. Fresh tracks, you know? <laughs> and, then, and then next thing you know, because everyone on the mountain's telling us, oh, you need micro spikes, you need clampons, and Dustin, Dustin's like, hey, I'm from Colorado. I can handle myself. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm from Wisconsin. I've uh, been in the snow. We've seen this. Yeah. We do the we penguin walk. We don't need this stuff. And then we didn't up until it started snowing like three feet. And we're like, oh, man, we could really use some uh, <laughs> some, some snowshoes. Because <laughs> we're making fe- fresh tracks, which is nice. But we're sinking through Into the snow. Them. You know, we... We wanted to. We actually wanted to be minimalist. Mm-hmm. So just whatever we could fit on our pack on our back is what we went with. So so we're hiking up, and then all of a sudden it's three feet of snow, and I'm I'm in hiking shoes, which is fine up until you get snow, and then we finally made it to the top, and we're wet. 
we're wet and that's we're that's cold. what i hate about it I'm, as you're saying yeah. this i'm like remembering the sounds of snow crunching underneath you and like <laughs> yeah. the one thing i hate is when it gets to that point where your shoes start getting wet and then your socks and then you know the bottom of your your cuff of your pants and then and then you're soaked right and then we're cold yeah. and then so i'm already missing part of my lung and dustin's up ahead he's cracking jokes and trying to talk to him like dude don't talk to me. I have to focus. Like I can't use my breath for talking. I have to use my, my, my lung capacity for breathing, you know, but, but, but it was nice. Cause he's, you know, keeping me chipper. He's an eternal optimist, which is really nice to have in your camp when you're in that situation, you know, but then we get to the top and, and he's freezing. He, he's rubbing his hands and he's blowing on them and stick them, sticking them in his coat. And, and uh but by the Long time we get up short, there you guys shared a tent yeah and we, sleeping bags. we shared a two-man tent <laughs> naked for warmth, I'm sure. and uh but we used another buddy's tent that we weren't familiar with mm. and there was a broken part so we're mm. trying to remedy the situation like quickly because snow's sun is falling snow's falling the sun is setting and also first thing we normally would have done is like made a fire but this part of the mountain I don't know if it was State Park or whatever, but they said no fires. Of course they did. Despite so, the, the three feet of snow. Yeah. Yeah, it made, <laughs> no, made no sense. So we're trying to set up this quick, this this tent really quickly, and he's freezing. So we're, like, working for a minute, and then we're warming it, our, ourselves up. And then we're working and then warming ourselves up. And we finally get it, and uh, we get it set up just as the sun set and it was dark. So then at this point, we're super cold. We get in the tent, and we get in the bags, and we're just, like, wiggling all around and, like, <laughs> you know, trying to stay warm, like, curled up in a ball. And it's only, like, 6 o'clock at night. You know, so... It's going to be a long, cold night. Yeah, yeah, so it was 12 hours before the sun came up again. 12 hours were just wrapped up in these tiny little things. But I remember he said, he woke up in the middle of the night, and he's like, I'm about to crawl out of my sleeping bag and crawl in your sleeping bag. <laughs> you know. But yeah, I mean all through the night my it was like rotating, my fingers were freezing, my toes were freezing. But now that it's done and over with, it's it's amazing. Yeah. I wouldn't change it for the world. I got to really get in tight with with Dustin, with uh, another marine, a good buddy of mine. So I'm I'm curious by the way I don't know uh, what the time frame is when this episode comes out. Knock on wood, hopefully the government still isn't shut down. <laughs> but at the park that you guys were at, was it BLM land or was it an actual park? Did you guys see any rangers or so, volunteers? Or? So, yeah, there's it's, it's a weird kind of part of the mountain. It's half state-owned and then half uh, federal mm-hmm. uh, rangers and resources. Mm-hmm. So the state was open, but across the street, the federal part was closed. <laughs> You know, and then yeah, we we had um, we had kind of gone back and forth about it on whether like whether we should pay the fees, you know, and, and, and <laughs> I register. Like, nah, we're trying to down. save the money, but um, we also we are also just trying to be careful too, because we wanted to leave a trail. We right. didn't want to just be stuck up in the mountain, you know. So so we left little paper trails. Like okay, we're paying for this permit. It's here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And uh, we would tell the state park we paid the fees, and we would tell the state park, okay, we're going up to this point. We're gonna stay here, you know. So, um, so yeah, it was that. That was interesting too because, funny thing, you know, there was a when we got to the top, there was actually a porta potty there, but it wasn't. um, It wasn't maintained. There so were, it was like overflowing or yeah it was overflowing uh, it was lacking supplies yeah there's but, no more blue it's just brown yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah getting back to it um i'm so happy and i encourage everybody to get out there even if you're hiking and it's cold and miserable if you're out there hiking with a buddy that's way better than you know moping around and just sitting watching a movie by yourself or whatever so yeah, in in the true sense, get the buck outside. Hell yeah! I actually remember my first camping trip with Triple B was January two thousand sixteen, and I like just gotten out, and we were at uh, Lake Dixon. It was cold and rainy as shit all weekend, but that was the first time I met Mac. Colin is a really good yeah, friend yeah. of ours, 
and I think for about two hours straight and about a fifth in, all he was talking <laughs> about was going snowshoeing on San Jacinto Mountain. That's all he wanted to do. It was like, we go up there, we'll take the tra- the tram up, you know, and they can stay at the lodge if they don't want to hike, but the rest of us can go hike around this loop around the San Jacinto Mountain and snowshoes, and that's like all he wanted to do. So uh, is this, nickname was this camping trip that you're mentioning, is this the one that I hear about everybody saying that it's like... <laughs> the the whole the the t-shirt thing on your back where everybody wants to be a mountain man until it's done. Is, <laughs> yeah. is this that camping yeah. trip yeah because uh banjo came out and then it was me banjo brady and dj i think we were the only ones out there and even then i was like i saw them posted on Mendelton and i was like yeah yeah fuck it i'll go so i got out there <laughs> at like 11 o'clock at night but i was car camping so it was no big deal but it was just windy and it was raining they set up an easy up after a few minutes it looked more just like a mangled ball of <laughs> canvas and aluminum you know it was just it, it was not an easy up at all after that but yeah that was that was a rough one but we were all just huddled around uh banjo brought his smoker out and he had these charcoal oak logs because nice. you're not allowed to have a fire so we put it out there and then put a grid over the top you're like oh yeah it's a grill yeah, 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 <laughs> just, yeah, I like that. Just huddle around it, you know, but it's it's weird. It's the same kind of rules as like you were dealing with Nate up in San Jacinto. They don't let you do fires up there, which I can understand why. It's Southern California, you know. Somebody breathes hot air, and the whole place will go up in flames. So. Yeah, I think they should also go and they should figure into it that the time of year, yeah, the oh, elevation, yeah. and I mean. We're covered in ice and snow. We're not going to burn anything down. Yeah, and I haven't been up to but, San Jacinto, but I'm assuming when you get up to that elevation, the vegetation starts getting pretty thin. Because I've right. been up to the high Sierras, and you can definitely tell when things start really thinning out. Like, there's a point where even pine trees don't grow anymore. It's just like wow. a line, and it stops. Yeah. yeah but I was, I, was, cool. I was fortunate. Um, some of the rangers had recommended this, this place called Nomad is uh it's like nomad adventures or something like this anyways it's it's a shop where it's basically like a brick and mortar version of kit fox mm-hmm. outfitters mm-hmm. so i went there and they had like these little emergency chemical fire t- uh cubes oh okay so i bought some of those so those those came in handy you know so i just just set a couple of those down and i would warm my hands i didn't have like a whole bunch of them but it was enough to like warm the gloves Oh, so, so it was like a little mm-hmm. hand warming cube, but it was but a not... little. It looks like a little ice cube. Okay, but it was a chemical. It's like a little chemical cube, the size of an ice cube, and you would light it, and it would produce a flame about maybe three, four inches tall, and it would burn for about five, six minutes. So they're really good if you want to start a fire with that. Yeah, okay. get some kindling on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll work really well. But we couldn't I, I was, do that. I was confused. I was thinking you were you were mentioning. Uh, like hand warmers, like the ones that come in like a little bag, and I was like, "Wait, fire? Like hand warmers?" Yeah. The hand <laughs> warmers that would have been smart if we, yeah, that would have been really smart. But I had these little fire cubes, and that was enough to to dry off and warm warm my hands uh, the first for five night. minutes. Yeah, for five minutes, <laughs> and then the next day, actually, because you know when you get in a sleeping bag, you you take off your clothes. At least when it's cold, actually, I think you should always take off your clothes when you get in a sleeping bag. You'll stay warmer. You're not gonna sweat. So you take off your clothes, and I always take off my shoes before I get in the tent, you know, not to drag that stuff in. So I took off my shoes, and then the next day, my sh- even though my shoes were under the, the rain fly, they were still frozen, literally right. frozen yeah. solid. I could not open them up to get my feet inside. Uh, <laughs> so I had to tear apart the strings, and then so I just I waved those over the, the little chemical fire cube. You know, and that, to that was to, to thaw out a little. Yeah, that was the only Jeez. way I could do it, or else I'd have to like break my shoelaces off just to get my shoes on. <laughs> yeah, because it was that cold, that frozen. Or you do uh, Rudy Reyes's Apache Man Tracker protocol: <laughs> yeah. go down the mountain barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, the, the blood moving around your feet will warm you up again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, if it was good enough for the Native Americans. And yeah. <laughs> I think they even had coverings on their feet. Oh, I'm in, sure they did. In the winter. <laughs> Probably had like winter moccasins, yeah. You know, yeah. Right? Lined it with yeah. like bear fur or something like that. Um, I'd actually like to go do another, and I know it's like one of those things that not everybody would sign up for, 
but I would like to do uh, another snow camp out. My, my first time camping in California, it wasn't with Triple B Adventures. It was actually with a neighbor, uh, this chick that just really wanted to go camping. And I was like, yeah, she did. I was feeling all bravado. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's look it up. And we found this place called uh, Paso Picacho Campground. Um, some of the Say TV that one more time. It. That was sexy. Paso, <laughs> Paso Picacho Campground. So there it's like a, it's like an Indian reservation slash campground, but we we weren't expecting snow. And then when we woke up the next morning, there was it wasn't crazy. It was like two or three inches, but it was enough that it like pushed the tent in a little bit. Yeah, uh, and it was starting to get you know moisture was starting to come in, and we we're like, what just happened? <laughs> and we we're like, all right, cool, that's it. We saw it. Let's pack up. Let's go. She was too cold to to stick it out for another day. Uh, but it was my first time camping and seeing snow in California, and I kind of want to repeat that. Where was this at? It was it was off the eight, um, going east. Going east, yeah. Uh, well, some of the some east. of the other TBA folks recognized it and, and know the campground. I just remember it was Paso Picacho, um, but Paso I did add Picacho. it to our list to see if it's one of the possibilities that we can hop in on. I'll look that up right yeah. now. It had a. I remember it had a little breakfast cabin somewhere, and that's where we went to uh, grab breakfast before we pitched our tents and headed out. Mm, oh, it's out in Julian. Breakfast. There we go, Julian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because I remember we weren't that far away from the observatory. Okay, so you're getting. Oh yeah, you're up by uh, Cuyamaca Peak. Okay, yeah, that's where I was. Yeah, that <laughs> ma- that makes sense why you were seeing snow. Now I was like, what? Yeah, well, I mean, granted, it was it was during this time too. It was winter, so it's not like you know surprising summer or anything. Yeah, but I'm I'm just thinking places along the eight that you go out, and I'm thinking, okay, eventually at some point it just turns into desert. Yeah, so it's got to be before that, but it's all it's not very high because the eight basically goes along the border. But if you were hiking north to go up to the Julian and up to Cuyamaca Peak, that makes a lot more sense. You know, surprisingly, a few years back. When I went to Wisconsin and I was bringing my travel trailer back, it was completely dry all the way from Wisconsin to California. But then I got to the edge of San Diego County on the 8 at Golden Acorn uh, Casino, and it was snowing. It was snowing on the edge of San Diego County on the 8. I was like, wow. (laughs) <laughs> I, I miss seeing that. I, I'm I'm from Massachusetts, and I just miss seeing like big fat snowflakes come down. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't happen very often down no. here. No, it does not. Dude, I want I want to. I'd like to to take TBA or some some guys up to to Mammoth. I yeah. love Mammoth. Mountain. Mammoth would be great. Uh, camping or snowboarding? Both. Both. Yes, or skiing. Snowboard to your camping spot. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be the ultimate adventure. And then they even have the natural. Um, hot springs up there mm-hmm. but they're like you actually not like the other place we went to uh what was uh, that the agua caliente agua caliente, agua caliente yeah. yeah this was actually in the mountains and it's like under like i don't know if it's volcanic or, or yeah mammoth, mammoth is a volcano yeah so it's dormant. volcanic hot springs yeah, and you go out in the middle of a field and they're five feet of snow, and you jump out of the snow into the... Yes. Yeah, it's very cool. That's when... Uh, I'm glad that you mentioned this, because I'd almost forgotten about it, but our last... One of our last camping trips, that went to uh, Agua Caliente, I was... It said hot springs, and that was, like, the whole big thing. Everybody wanted to go. Um, and I was I was expecting that. I was expecting, like, a hole in the ground or yeah. a cave and, and <laughs> right. just, you know, hot water. And it was... It wasn't disappointing, but it definitely wasn't that. It was. It looked like a communal pool. Yeah, it was and, man-made. A yeah. man-made pool. I mean, still hot springs, natural springs were fed, being yeah. warmed, but but it wasn't like the whole. You know, I wanted a hole. I'm sorry. I wanted, right. I, I wanted. I wanted that. Like, oh wow! Like we discovered these hot springs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah There's a lot of places in the Sierras like that. Actually, like where I grew up, there's a Mono Hot Springs going into the High Sierras, kind of south of Yosemite. And there's places like that too, and the. I love going up there. But, yeah, you can tell it's volcanic because it just smells like sulfur. Yeah. Mm. Like it's a really prevalent smell. Yeah. I'm not sure about – I actually haven't been to Agua Caliente yet. I've had, been busy on both those campouts, and I never went. It was it was cool. I'd definitely like to go there again just because it was a nice, relaxing thing. If anything, I remember it uh, – one of the reasons why it stuck in my head is I thought it would be a good dating camping spot. Because like they wanna... have facilities. Yeah, and... exactly. Yeah. So it's not it's not completely – you know, au natural, so to say. Like, there's restrooms, there's cabins if you want to rent a cabin, and there were hot springs. So it's like I don't know, a cool day trip if you want to take with a, a special someone. See, I always thought that um, that's a true test if you're gonna work out. 
If you can go camping and truly yes. rough it, yes, be stinky for a yes. day or two, two at max. I don't think you need to go more than that. But if you can mm. be stinky for a day or two, and and then do like you can do camp showers. They have these, you like know, solar five dollar solar showers you can buy. You know, bring one of those. But if you can survive in a tent with a significant other for for the weekend, I think that's a true test. I've been uh, swiping left and right every now and then on Tinder <laughs> uh, and Bumble and Hinge. Hinge is really good, by the way, for the single right. guys. Um, but that's I've noticed that in profiles. Some people are like, they specifically say, I love camping, I love the outdoors, and some others like, no, no bugs, no nothing. And it's like, well, this wouldn't work out. Yeah. Like, come on, let's let's go camping. Like, I bet this is something that you, you never would see – you know, on a typical date, it's something different. It's out of the ordinary. It's going outside of your comfort zone. So no, I, I totally agree. That's that's definitely like one of those check marks uh, before you propose or before you get serious with somebody. So can we expect a hot Tinder date for you on our next camp? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd like to think so. And then when you come alone, we'll be like, oh, he got catfished. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I'll still bring it, even if it's catfished. I'll, I'll, you know what? I spent you know X amount of time on social media or on this app talking to you. I'll, I'll let you catfish me. Like, we're going to play this out, okay? Right. Yeah, he comes out to us like Agua Caliente. Maybe he doesn't make it back out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> too funny man yeah. you guys uh do you guys have anything planned special for valentine's day or because i know that's like the next big holiday coming up for you <laughs> and your lady yeah uh yeah i so <laughs> ever since i was little i always thought valentine's day was stupid <laughs> right. it was a holiday invented by hallmark it's, yeah so no far. i agree i agree <laughs> but you have a wife so, now so you gotta, yeah and i told her the same thing and that didn't really go over too well but uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I always shoot from the hip, play it by ear. We'll I was about, yeah, it'll, it'll be the nice. day before surprise. <laughs> yeah. That's... You'll see some, like, really good advertisement for something and be like, this. I'll find this a group on we'll or do. something like that, you know. Actually, yesterday she was asked me, would you ever do a couple's massage? I was like, oh, hell no, I don't want anybody else touching <laughs> me. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Those are pretty relaxing, though. Give them, give them a shot. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. To me... Like my instead of getting a massage, I would rather go up to like those hot springs we were talking about, okay, and be by myself. That gotcha. to me is relaxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if it's me and a significant other, you know, like that's that to me is more relaxing than having some stranger I don't know touching my body. And it's just like <laughs> it just seems weird. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat, man. I I can't have people touch me. I I haven't had uh, one in a while. I think the last time I got a massage was when I was in the Marine Corps. It was like on leave in Dubai. <laughs> oh, no drill okay. sergeant. Yeah, no, no, not that kind of massage. Yeah. Um, but it was it was nice just because it was it was relaxing. It's like you see all these you know electronic massage devices or these massage chairs. I don't think there's anything like that that can replace human touch. You know, somebody actually putting their hands, putting some uh, emotion, some intent behind relaxing your muscles and of course I'm, I'm talking strictly you know keeping it clean we're not talking thailand yeah. massages here guys i think uh i think it, it's subjective because yes. uh yes because yeah i i've been to those places like in las vegas nobody they hook, had the magical touch they hook you up with um an oxygen tank and then oh. they do all these like crazy chairs and and all these devices that massage you and i will i prefer that over some other person even if it's a beautiful woman if i don't really know her i don't want her touching there's me. it's just like uncomfort kind of thing very yeah. uncomfortable so yeah some people like human touch you know and some people don't I'm, i guess i'm i'm one of those that don't unless i'm like i feel like I've, I've been single for longer than you That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> that to me it just seems like it's just too too intimate for someone that i don't know mm-hmm. Like yeah. to me, it just be like, I, it just kind of weirds me out. The thought of it, even I'm just kind of like, yeah, no, no, thanks, I'm good. Yeah, but, yeah, like you said, to each their own, you know. Yeah, right. I, I agree though. It is definitely subjective. It might not be your thing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm in the same boat as you right now. I'm I'm a single dude, so uh, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe you we'll, hear that, listeners. We'll have a two naughty date. Single, good sounding. <laughs> you don't know about the good looking, but we're good sounding. I think. <laughs> Well, well uh, didn't you say that you had a face for radio? <laughs> yes, yes. I definitely have a face for radio. I don't agree. Not at all. <laughs> well, at least my at least my beard's growing back in, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, it looks it looks a lot better. Still a little stubby, but 
We'll it's, do. Uh, still looks younger than most guys. That <laughs> when the when the age. podcast episodes come out, we'll uh, we'll do an Instagram shot of all the people that were on it, and we'll let the the audience decide who has the face for radio. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. So what are we looking at? How long we've we been uh, chit chatting? 148 beats <laughs> or sorry 1040 50 beats 1050 beats so far all right that's that's i think that's pretty good but uh justin Wong, yeah anybody else have anything uh you want to say to the listeners or yeah i definitely want to talk about the yes, uh, the pheasant hunt yeah. All right. There Since we go. I'm I'm spearheading this. This is my first event for Triple B that I'm spearheading. Thank you. And Thank you for taking that on. By the way, uh, was the pleasure's all mine because now I'm getting involved in the process, seeing how things operate. Now I have to come out with. Uh, you have to hunt. You have to go and oh, hunt now. That, that's just, the uh, worst part of it all. I have to get we're outside. We're providing some of the shells, I think. So it's like. Uh. Yeah. So that's 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 kind of interesting because you go out to these events and people don't especially when it's free people do not appreciate what's actually being provided mm-hmm. necessarily right you know what i mean like they may be thankful and they're glad they're there but it's a free experience so i don't think you really take in the whole gravity of the situation so now i gotta be a part of that instead of just partaking um last year uh our very good friend virginia duncan was the one coordinating it and now she's giving it over to us since she is leaving um so now I have to deal with the grant money that's coming in. I got to see how many people are going, verify their status, veteran active duty, whatnot, and then you know resources that we need at the event and everything else. You know, it's 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 really a lot to take in. So um, if anybody listening is interested, you can find the event on the Triple B Adventures uh, Facebook group. You just mark that you're going. I think right now we've got about 20, 25 people in. I think we're, it's probably going to be about capped at that. But, again, until I figure out how much money we got, how many people we're going to have for handling dogs, how many acres we can work with for fields and everything else, and how much Where Where are you guys going, by the way, to do that hunt? It's uh, this private ranch down in Campo. Okay. So the guy every year has been letting uh, Virginia come out and host this hunt for veterans on his land. He gives her a key to the gate, and it's just one section of property. So, you know, I need to actually go down there and take a look. Because last year we had two fields. We had about 20 people. And we were doing about two hunters on a field. And you could take about half an hour to 45 minutes to hunt a field. And so it would just take forever to get that done. To rotate everybody. Yeah, to get everybody rotated out. Yeah. Great thing is, though, is that we're going to provide coffee, donuts, lunch. All that stuff will be provided free of cost. Hopefully get some other sponsors in there to throw in some swag like CRPA or something like that. So yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. But if anything, I I want to go to this one just to observe. Yeah. Um, I've never hunted before in my life. Um, I'd like to give it a shot. Um, and just to kind of like see what the the flow of the process is and what to expect. But um, again, I can't say it enough. Thank you for for taking lead on that part. Um, yeah, thanks. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you haven't hunted before, then obviously you're gonna need a hunting license go out here so that's another thing that you can follow triple b adventures for is because uh hopefully i'll be more involved in that process we're going to try to find somebody who can actually give the uh hunter safety courses so we can start getting people licenses and stuff like that nice because that's pretty integral especially in the springtime and in the fall time that's like our big window even going into winter for hunting because upland game is super easy as far as where you can go and what you can hunt there's a variety of species and the areas are a lot easier to get to, and you don't have to draw tags or anything like that or pay for tags because that can be pretty expensive. So if we're hunting on a budget, Upland's the way to go. We're talking like dove, quail, turkey, all the way through uh, the winter and stuff like that. And then Triple B's also sponsored a couple of pheasant hunts at some pheasant clubs. Like uh, up north, I went to one in Low Pine. That was great. So I think we're trying to recreate that experience down here but at no cost so we can get more people involved and get the buck outside. And, and just to, to refresh the memory for our listeners, this is the one on February 24th, right? Yeah, correct. In Campo? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so come on down. It should be a good good time and uh, hope to see you out there. Yeah, and, and, and if you're if you're interested, you know, let us know. If you, if you, or if you don't see something that you're 
interested in, let us know. You know, we're we're all about user feedback. Very true. I think that's one of the neat things about our organization where we, I feel like myself and some of the other members are trying to grow the organization with good intent. Um, but we're at that point where we're still small and local. So we're, we're nimble. Um, I like to think of it that way. So we can change. We can do things that are not on our schedule. We can accommodate to what other veterans want to do. So definitely, Nate, yeah, if there's something that you don't see and you would like to see, let us know. We're, we're here for you in the veteran community. Our whole goal is just to get you off the couch. So whatever, whatever that means, whether it's camping, hunting, hiking, fishing, kayaking, anything, we, we just want to break down the barriers uh, to make it easier for you to get off the couch. So just like Justin was saying, we'll research the grants. We'll try to help you get your license. Um, we'll find the camp out spots and we'll reserve them ahead of time for you. We'll provide the kayaks. All of that is what we're trying to do. So let us know. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be big numbers. I mean, all of us have responded to, to vets. You know, like I responded to, to Dustin. He wanted, he really needed to get out. He was going through some stuff and, and also it was his uh, birthday weekend. So him and I went and we actually met up with another buddy of ours of uh, TBA. Mika? And that was uh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie Tyler. Danger. Yeah, and he treated us really well. He actually brought us to uh, the VFW in Temecula. And they had a steak dinner that night. Nice. And these were like two pound steaks. Just <laughs> <Hell> insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he says he gave us some gear. Thankfully, he gave us some gloves and some maps, and some really good advice. <laughs> and I I got another story. I'll get back to that. But uh, and then at the end of it, he actually met up with us again, and he took us to a winery that he's a member of. So we had free tastings. So yeah, we're always all the whole group of Triple B. I know all of us are always at the helm and, and ready and willing to help anybody at the drop of a dime. It doesn't there's, matter what time it is. There's a reason why on our website, on our Facebook, uh, it says open 24-7. And there's right. a phone number there. Uh, don't fucking prank call it. But call that phone number if you need help, if, if you're in that dark situation. Because, like, you know, we're open for a reason. We're there for you. And even even the Facebook instant, instant messenger we respond right away. It's linked to most like of our three or cell four phones. People, if, if not more, but yeah. I think it's more than that. I know I'm on it. Gino's on it. Brady's on it. Yeah, Colin like might not be us, on it. Six or seven of us yeah. will respond. So, well, and that's then. That's what um, we're here for. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, getting back to uh, the little caveat from Charlie Danger, he's an experienced, uh, like, mountaineer. Especially. He's, he's like a very modern well-rounded knowledgeable humble guy yeah like the when when you told me wine taste and i was like oh i didn't know he had a membership <laughs> to a wine cellar like right on charlie yeah. way to go yeah. and this will be the same guy that will like sit down and break down camping gear for you i remember on our last camp out he was uh he went into great detail about uh his jet boil oh yeah uh mm -hmm. and like why this is a unique piece of gear and it's needed because you know if you're at mountain temperature i mean if you're at mountain altitude you want to boil water fast, and that's all this thing is designed to do. So I don't know. I'm, hats off to Charlie. Cool guy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Going duck hunting with uh, with them this weekend. Really yeah. looking forward to that. <laughs> the funny thing is, we found out after the fact. We we had assumed because you talked about well, we met his kids that day. Uh, they were at the VFW. Great kids, amazing kids. He's doing a great job with them, truly. So so we had a steak dinner and met his kids. So we had assumed that he had his kids this weekend, and that's why he couldn't go with us. But we find out after the trip, um, his roommate, who is the bartender at the winery, okay, she asked him, hey, why didn't you go with your friends? And he says, well, A, I'm not stupid, and B, I'm not a, I don't have a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's like, damn. <laughs> it was that cold, huh? Yeah, like he's yeah. an experienced dude, and he didn't uh, even want to go. I'm like, yeah, he, he's, okay. he's he's spent a lot of time in the series, and actually, he spent a lot of time where I grew up as well. So I think the first time I met him, probably talked for about an hour. You're like, oh, have you gone up to to this mountain, this peak, up this road, up down this trail? You know, to these lakes and stuff like that. And yeah, we just chatted about it for hours. But yeah, he's he's got a ton of experience. That's True. for sure. Like he even talked about some spots back home where I was like, I don't think I've been there. He's like, Oh yeah, it's great. It's just like right over here, you know. 
So he's the guy definitely to link up with if you're trying to do some hiking up in the high Sierras because that's what he's all about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I want to do more hiking. I want to do that intense stuff, but I also want to do more in San Diego County as well. That's the tough thing, though, in San Diego County is all the spots that you can camp at are like man-made reservoirs. Not necessarily camp, but hike. No. Oh, hiking. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got, there's tons of hiking in San yeah. Diego. I just yeah. want to get out and do it more. Yeah. Are you thinking uh, day hikes or like kind of like you were saying earlier where it's 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 minimalist? You bring whatever you need, but it's an overnight hike. More more like the, you know, couple hours, half okay. day, half gotcha. day hikes, you know. I, I want to yeah. do the overnights. I kind of I like yeah, that I definitely concept do of that like too. it's just you, what you got on your back and and you're out there. Yeah. Have you uh do you follow the San Diego hiking network? I page? do. Is that with uh Gary Patterson? Yeah, Gary. Yeah. Gary's a another good friend shout of ours out. and other members to gary patterson and he we, we gotta a have a shout out buzzer we need to like, <laughs> devise something earlier when you were mentioning shout virginia or, or gunfighter tactical or, or the bourbon whatever we do we need to have like a little thing <laughs> oh yeah here's to ryan and lee gunfighter tactical yep. sheepdog I'll find, I'll find an app. sharp teeth yeah <laughs> i'll find an app we'll, we'll get it going but um fuck i forgot what we were talking about already. <laughs> sorry uh you, no, you were okay. saying going out no. Hiking, 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 yes. Gary. hiking yeah, Gary. Yeah. Gary. So Gary Patterson. leads overnight hikes. Uh, I think like once a month he goes out on overnight hikes, and they'll just do. He'll say exactly where they're meeting up. He'll say recommend you bring this gear, and then uh, you just trek from there. Yeah, nice. I always wanted to go, but he always does it like in the middle of the week, and that's really right. hard for mm. me to do. So yeah. you know, whatever works out for him. I know, I know where he works, and I know the kind of days off he gets. So to him, like, for him, I guess it makes sense. So you haven't mentioned, but I see this like badass watch that you're playing with. It's an Amazon so, special. It's like twenty bucks, <laughs> but it looks badass. Like it's got a compass. Tell us about it. <laughs> Does it have some like cool features or what? It's got a compass. <laughs> That's got... about it. I just wear I mean, it's for It's got work. some night lights. I thought it was like one of those cool G-Shock watches when I saw it from afar. Uh, I'm not. I don't ball that hard on watches. I just, <laughs> I just need it to tell me the time, and then actually for my job when I'm trying to figure out where doors are at in a building and stuff like that, north, what the name of so, yeah. it's like, oh, this is the Northwest Airwell door. Got it. <laughs> so that's what, like the only reason why I use it. <laughs> I'm the same way. I don't spend money on watches, but I got to give a shout out to Original Green. Watches. They're, they're a San Diego company, right? Yeah, they are. Now um, they are. It was, uh, one of them is a Marine. Uh, the other one was just kind of like his business partner. Uh, his I think- brother. Oh, it's his brother. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I I didn't know that. I thought it was just like uh, at least that's what he was friend. saying in the the story at uh, Clever Talks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but Beautiful yeah, I think it's watches you guys. Andrew you have to Andrew check Beltran is his name. I want Andrew. Say. I, I know. Andrew. I'm pretty sure it's Andrew the yeah. Beltran. I'm not sure. But but yeah, he's uh he's actually going to be participating with uh, Active Valor, and I think they're working on one of the oh, he has nearly yeah. naked ruck marches, which is like yeah. an off brand of the Silkies hike, but still getting veterans out there, good stuff. Right. Yeah, he he uh, he's definitely a mentor with Active Valor. Another bing shout out. <laughs> if you're a veteran, um, Active Valor needs more mentors. Yes, that's. Uh, can we actually take a minute to like talk about that? Because I think yes. he's doing some great yeah. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, this gentleman Perry Yee, former SEAL. Um, he found a vacuum that he saw a way to fill. He saw a lot of Gold Star families, and for those that don't know, um, a Gold Star family is where they're missing. Uh, a spouse that was the service member so it could be male or female um, case in point there's somebody missing in that family that was once there and usually that person is is a leader you know they they make sure they put food on the table they're there to you know provide happiness through the good times and the bad um, and so what Perry's doing is he's teaming up veterans other service members with families uh, to go hang out with their kids one-on-one so he does yearly events, the Active Valor Adventures, which is pretty cool. This last one was like a, almost a zombie hunt. Oh, quarterly, yeah. Yeah. Um, this last one, I think, was a, a zombie hunt. And I'm curious yeah. to see what he has planned for the next one. I asked him. I kind of tried, like, skirting around because they let uh, a little up. leak on social media. And they were, I think they were asking, like, what do you think it'll be? And I'm like, zombies? Robots? Dinosaurs? <laughs> like, what do you guys have in store? And they're like, oh, a little bit of everything, actually. Um, but they're they're really cool, and what they're needing right now is mentors. They need more good men, good women uh, to step up and be that somebody in a little kid's life that 
need somebody to look up to or need somebody to answer the tough questions that they don't want to ask their other parent. Um, so yeah, if you if you have a chance, go check them out at Active Valor. Um, and it's I don't think it's that much of a requirement what he's asking for you to do, you know, to be there one or one or two days uh, leading up to the training for the event and then the actual event. Um, but if you get a chance, check it out. It's it's a good way to be the impact, as he says. Absolutely. And and you don't have to just be there, you know, for the hard times. You don't have to be there to make decisions. You can you can be there just to, to hang out, take them to a movie or mm-hmm. take them to, you know, play no, basketball or archery or, or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you're into, typically the kid is going to be into as well. They do a really amazing job at matching the kids with the, with the mentors. So, so yeah, whatever you're into, just pass it on. Pass I still, the buck, I still have the know? Nerf gun for my zombie shoot <laughs> yeah. by my bedroom door. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so my mother-in-law was a zombie on yeah. that, uh, on that adventure. And I still shoot her sometimes. <laughs> She's like, "You're giving me PTSD." <laughs> we don't know if you've turned yet. So. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a safety shot. <laughs> but wow. yeah, it's uh, that 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 outfit they got going there is really good. Um, I know with so all three of us are actually mentors too in uh, with Active Valor, and I know here's, here's cheers to mentors, guys. Hey, cheers. salud, salud to Active Valor. <laughs> Yeah, my to kids. Perry and Jamie. Yeah, my kids. Uh, my kids a ball of fire. He wears me out. I sleep good after all of our. <laughs> it's nuts. Too funny. All right. Well, we calling it. We're it? calling it to to all you hard chargers out there. Stay tuned. There's a lot. I mean, a lot coming up this this year. Make sure, you're, uh, make sure you're following us on social media, Triple B Adventures on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, and then our website, tba.vet. We'll have all our events coming out so you can follow on, see when the next podcast episode is, when the next campout episode is, and, and yeah, we're, we're waiting for it. Yeah, I can't wait for this episode. All the ladies are going to be drooling over one voice. <laughs> <laughs> say, say it again. What was the name of that camp? <laughs> Paso Pikachu. Hey, you say it so seductively too, man. Oh. <laughs> Gets me hot and bothered. <laughs> All right. This is Nathan. This is Wancho. And Justin. We're calling it. See Get ya. the buck out there. <laughs>